You want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. And then one night, he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy picks up the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit. So, he watches. He turns the knife on her, laughing while he does it. He turns to me. <laughs> he turns to me and says, Why so serious, son? Comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? Sticks the blade in my mouth. And uh, why so serious? Welcome, welcome, welcome to NYC Actors Talk Film. Hockey pads! <laughs> NYC, NYC Actors Talk Hockey pads. Not wearing hockey pads. You're not wearing hockey pads? I'm. I'm wearing real Batman pants. <laughs> then why are we doing this podcast? What? It's not who you are underneath, but what you do that defines you. That's right, Tony Ortega, special guest of NYC Actors Talk Batman. I'm Nick. I'm Hunter. I'm Batman. Is <laughs> that you said, Tony? <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. So uh, today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. So we covered all the major uh, movies and franchises um, before this, and now we're, we're up to this one. And uh, this is a big one, obviously. I mean, we're still kind of feeling the repercussions of these movies existing, you know, like even now, you know, like, uh, and we'll talk about how influential and how they, it started so many trends uh and everything so um yeah uh let, let's let, let's very quickly <laughs> talk about what's what what is going on with the franchise at this point so obviously batman and robin big stinker no one liked it so they're like yeah. all right let's let's change it up uh so uh eight years pass no batman movie um and then we get some rumblings of like oh like we want to do it again but like maybe more darker more serious so they were they were like throwing ideas around like oh batman year one the movie batman beyond the movie um and and like darren aronofsky was like uh considered at one point to do it and i think christian bale was interested in that batman movie so he was already like in talks and there was like a short list going on about like directors and everything christopher nolan expressed his interest in it so he was like i want to I, I think i can do my own take on it and so we have a short list of like uh actors to play batman so we have joshua jackson uh i hope i'm saying his name right uh eon bailey uh hugh dancy billy crudup cillian murphy who is mm. who's scarecrow henry cavill who's superman and uh jake gyllenhaal Who's your favorite character of all time, Hunter Mysterio? I am the truth. <laughs> uh, Dude, uh, what are I you gonna say? Have... Uh, to... Oh, what? You... What? Just Tony. Before I want to see the Billy Crudup cut. I want him as I. That would have been a cool Batman, right? Release there. the Crudup cut. I I I don't think that he would have been a good Batman. I really don't. Um, he's a great actor. Great actor. I just don't think he has. He doesn't have the quality that I look for in a Batman that's got that 
with a little bit of that grit underneath. To me, Billy Crudup would have made a dope Superman back in the day. Mm. That's the role for him, in my yeah. personal opinion. But as Batman, I don't know. But Superman, that's the money right there. Mm. He would have been a good villain, too. Like yeah. a Batman villain. Yeah. Maybe a Riddler. Maybe a Joker. Ooh, why so mm. serious? Mm. Mm. That smile right there. He's got a killer smile. Uh, so, uh, oh, what were you going to say, Tony? You were going to say something? Oh, so, no, no, just very quickly. Um, so there's a cool, really cool documentary um, called Fire Rises that came out about uh, a year. Do I have it? Oh, it's not, not easily accessible. But it, it came out with the, the Blu-ray box set of The Dark Knight that came out about a year after Dark Knight Rises came out. Really awesome documentary. And, and part of it is that it shows a lot of the camera tests of, like, the actors as they go through the movie. They showed camera tests of a lot of the actors who played, um, who, who auditioned for Batman. So you got to see Cillian Murphy in the, a bat suit. <gasps> because they used, <laughs> they used the Batman Forever suit, right? For the screen tests? Yes. Yes. Wow. So you not only get that, you also get to see Christian Bale in the Val Kilmer bat suit, which is pretty cool. That is awesome. That is a good fun fact right there. No, um, yeah. it's all, yeah. It was great. It was yeah. really great. So, um, 2005 rolls around and yeah. Batman Begins releases. Uh, yes. So, this is uh, a big one, obviously. And, you know, it, it wasn't a huge hit. It made money, but it wasn't yeah. a huge hit, Not you know, as opposed to these other two Batman movies we'll talk about. Um, yeah. But, uh, so Batman Begins comes out and it, it's well-reviewed. Everyone loves it. Uh, people are saying, like, oh, finally, like, this movie gets batman this movie gets bruce wayne um so hunter you have never seen well no you've seen this movie no, no. before i have yeah yeah I, I i've seen it the least amount of times for this trilogy um and when the first time i watched it i thought it was boring i was like i don't really like this movie and then now recently i watched it um a few days ago and yeah i thought that the first half of the movie is fucking brilliant like just absolutely outstanding. And then once it gets into the Batman stuff, I think it it doesn't fumble the ball at by any means. But I, I think the movie itself is a very good origin story. It's a good setup for this trilogy. It's like it's kind of I mean, again, it's a great movie. It's not as great as I think the the rest of the trilogy is, but I think it's a great starting point for a trilogy. Yeah, uh, Tony. Yeah, I mean. When I saw this movie the first, the first time, 2005, I fell in love immediately. I, I just, I immediately, like, there, there, no question about it. This, this was my new favorite Batman movie. Live action, Mask of the Phantasm is still. It's a banger. It's a banger. It's a banger. So good. But, but, you know, Batman begins open and. I, I mean, I could kind of understand why people didn't vibe with the second half as much as the first half. And I think, you know, I'm not, I wasn't blind to the criticism. I just didn't care because by that point I was so invested in the character and just from being invested in the Batman world in general, I, I was just so in love. And uh, the way that Chris Nolan in, in a way that didn't, that wasn't distracting in the way that like sometimes Zack Snyder or, you know, to be fair, the Russo brothers can be when it comes to like, okay, we're going to put this shot from the comic book into the movie. 
and you have like this relatively you know realistic looking movie and then they kind of just stylize it for a minute just to be like hey we're recreating the comic book like the way that he went about it and did it realistically and that it did and it flowed with the cinematography i was i was over the moon i was absolutely over the moon i mean christian bale uh I mean, for my estimation, is the best live-action Batman. He's just he nailed all three aspects of that character, and like, and the way I explain it to people, you got to get that get the Bruce Wayne that's the public persona down. You got to get the Bruce Wayne that is who he is privately, like with Rachel and with Alfred, and you know who is like who's the real guy underneath. And you got to get the Batman side right, and he did all three, in my opinion, so well. I, I just, I, I was over the moon. I love that movie. Um, and I think, and I think overall, sorry. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, say, I think overall, out of those th- three, I agree with Hunter that it's maybe not overall the best movie of the three. I mean, look, the the least of these movies is still great, so who cares? But. I think out of the three, it's the best Batman movie. Because the first one is a Batman movie. The second one is an ensemble movie where Batman gets his due. And then I think the third one is a movie about Gotham. And I think this first one is the, the true blue Batman movie. So, I yeah, I love Batman Begins for for that reason. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so I, I have an, uh, I keep saying this, but I do, like, I have an interesting relationship with these movies, too. Like, these are the ones that I kind of saw as a kid, you know? Like, the Keaton ones, I, you know, I saw around that time, too. But, like, this was, like, the franchise that, you know, that were, you know, the movies were playing, you know, when I was a kid. And I was like, whoa, like, these Batman movies. I actually watched The Dark Knight before I watched, uh, this movie. Um... I, I think I watched it like a year or two after uh, seeing The Dark Knight. I, I watched it on DVD or something. I didn't think much of it at the time. Uh, I, kn- I knew I liked it, but I, d- I didn't think much of it um, until rewatching it uh, very recently for this episode. But um, yeah, I think it's a solid movie. I mean, like, uh, as we were all saying, uh, you know, the, this this movie understands. Bruce Wayne Batman like more that you know it's uh, you know the Michael Keaton movies are are fun and entertaining but like yeah. it was it was never like a, a character study on the man no. right I mean it was never like interested in that and and in a way I I that's fine in some ways I'm like oh but maybe that could have been great like if you tried to like characterize Batman but in this one that they, they do and uh you know the the things I like about Christian Bale's Batman is that like yeah he's like cool and scary and angry and everything but also he's really witty uh he's a good charming Bruce Wayne that's kind of a front too you know where like you know he's like pretending to be this like really like pretentious you know kind of asshole you know in front of these people to kind of to kind of like you know be like hey I'm not Batman Batman's this way Bruce Wayne is this way you know and it's like it's perfect but also when he's real the real bruce wayne you know as you said tony you know he really cares about his um close ones you know and wants to protect them and keep them safe and everything uh so yeah uh, he's ambitious he's tortured he's he's hopeful though he's an idealist like you know he's doing this because 
he feels it's something bigger than himself. You know, it's a symbol of hope. So I, I, I love all that stuff. I, I do agree with you, Hunter, that it becomes a little not as good by the second half. I, I do have to agree with you uh, with that. I By the end, I was like, okay, like, the action is kind of there, you know? Like, it, it's not bad action, but it's not great either. I, I like the fight, and I like what it has to say about Batman by the end. For sure, and uh, and we'll get into it more with specific performances. But yeah, I, I think this is a solid movie. Um, it's uh, it's definitely good. It's a good one. Chris Nolan made Insomnia, made Memento. He had made uh, following. It's all location work, and they're all great, like craft wise. They're they're pretty impeccable. And I think that Batman Begins was that first uh, op- that first moment where it's like, oh shit, I got to work on a studio. Okay. You know, like ex- for extensive periods of time, so I think maybe that contributed to it. Maybe, but uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's talk about like Gotham, like the score, Batmobile. So, Hunter, your thoughts on all of that? Yeah. Um. So I I I love Tim Burton uh, and Michael Keaton's Batman. That I and I love Gotham in that. Like that's part of the reason I love it is because it's so stylized. This and I get that it's different, but it does like Nick. We were even talking about it. It just looks like Chicago, you know what I mean? It's just very just like, yep, this is a city. And it's like they're talking about how like bad Gotham is, and it's like, well, it just looks like, you know what I mean? There's no really, um, it's not a character in and of itself as it is in um, the other ones, uh, and uh, Batmobile. I I like it. I like that it's realistic and it's like a tank. You know what I mean? It's just like it's so badass. It just runs over everything. It's freaking amazing. Um, and then Christian Bale is Batman too. Like Tony, I think you nailed it uh, on the head a little bit when you were like he nails all three aspects of it. You know what I mean? And again, I I love Michael Keaton as uh, as Batman, but like yeah, it's not how you guys were saying. It's not a character study. It's like it doesn't go any deeper than like i don't know it just doesn't go as deep as these movies which is yeah. fantastic it's really great um what were the other things Nick, that and you the said? score you like the score i did yeah yeah uh, i like the I, I like it in the the, uh, the dark knight better um but as far as this goes i was like yeah the, it's good it didn't make me feel um i think as as strongly um as it does in the second one though i hear you yeah for some, yeah. For some reason yeah, I, I what you're saying is right about Gotham that like it's just Chicago, but I will argue that in Batman Begins they tried a little bit with like the Narrows, for example. I think that's very comic booky. That's very larger than life. Yeah, it's like yeah. it does. Is it a little jarring compared to like the other parts of the city? Yes, but like it's like this comic booky world in the middle of the city. But but they tried to make Gotham larger than life in that movie, and so I I think your criticisms. Or, or your criticism is more with Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, is the is the train part what you're talking about? With like, yeah, like the train and yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I see that they tried right there, but it, it you're right. It was more like like oh, okay. <laughs> a little like bit. A little fit. bit. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. In my opinion, it was like okay, this doesn't fit here. Right, but I but I do like Gotham. I I I think it with Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, especially Dark Knight. I don't mind it so much, even though you're what you're saying is absolutely correct. Like it's just mm-hmm. Chicago, but I think especially in Dark Knight, I don't really mind it so much because it's supposed to be like really like realistic and just like 
like it's you know and and this is a whole other topic but like you know like the whole idea of like oh it's dark and serious and gritty and like it could really happen and and we'll talk about it more but like i i still feel like even though it's like you know chicago like just a city you know and everything it doesn't feel like oh it could really happen in a good way like it could, it's still like bigger than ourselves you know it's like it doesn't have to be like so limiting like with the whole like oh it's realistic like it could still like do really interesting intriguing fun stuff for sure but uh but i love i like the batmobile uh the tank uh it, it took some getting used to it's definitely not my favorite batmobile but i do like it by the end of the trilogy i was like okay I dig it. It's a, it's, it's like a, just a big fucking tank, you know? And, and, and in that way, it's cool, you know, and different, you know, it's like this big bulking thing. That's like, once again, larger than life, you know, like it, it once again, can still be realistic, more realistic, at least than like other Batman movies, but still, you know, still be like really cool to watch. But, uh, what else? Oh yeah. And the score, uh, Hans Zimmer, uh, James Newton Howard, uh, uh, does he do the score? Uh, James Newton Howard for Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. I know he doesn't for Rises. He does. He does. He helps. He does it for Dark Knight. He uh, back. He he didn't do. He didn't for Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and so like those sounds, you know, like the not only just the music but the sounds. We just hear those sounds like in every modern blockbuster now, you know, yeah. where it's just like uh, that Hans Zimmer like, you know, we just hear that now, uh, like constantly, not just, and it doesn't even have to be Hans Zimmer like scoring it. It's just, no. it, you know, it's just like, uh, and in a way that's great. Cause like, that's, it just shows how effective that was, but also like, well, it was, it became a trend, you know, it, it was like, okay, now every movie's going to do this. Great. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> but like, but but for these movies, it works because yeah. it, it started it, and and also it, it really works in the context of these movies. In the context of these movies, that like, you know, they're they're suspenseful, they're thrillers, you know, they're they're building to certain things and scenes, you know, and and you need that kind of uneasy, epic music, you know. So it, it the, so that stuff really works. Is it is it the Danny Elfman? theme it's not as iconic obviously but i think it's so effective though that it's great anyway mm -hmm. uh tony oh yeah yeah um uh so in terms of the design of gotham uh i it never it never at any point bothered me i mean i do agree that it had a little more character uh in the first one but like the idea of like oh this beautiful city like but they're talking about all this bad stuff i'm it's like listen we live in new york city all right mm -hmm. where like on the outside this looks like the greatest place in the in the face of the earth to live and we know like down the fucking gutter there's some shit going down so i had z it was zero suspension of disbelief that you have these beautiful shots but that underneath like off there to the corner, there's all kinds of shit happening. So that was never a hang up for me. Um, the thing that I and the thing that I loved about the design of Gotham is that, and I think this speaks to to the larger Batman movie franchise, and I'm including the Batman in this, even though we haven't seen it. I think more so than any other comic book character, Batman has benefited from being able to live in the in the artistic stamp of its director you know um those tim burton films look and feel like tim burton films the joel schumacher films 
however much you may hate them, they look and feel like Joe Schumacher films. Yeah. These Nolan films look and feel like Nolan films. So the fact that the second one, that the first one kind of went for, you know, a grittier look, but then the second one opens it up to make it fucking heat and capes, to <laughs> me was, yes, let's do that. I love it. Let's open it up. Let's crank crank this fucker up to 11. I absolutely, absolutely love it. I love the look of these, these movies and nothing else. I think that these movies look incredible. Always have. Especially when you introduce IMAX in the second and third one and stuff like that. Um, and the Batmobile, the Batmobile was actually the first indicator that I, um, that this movie was going to rock my socks off because up until that point, nobody had really taken any influence from Dark Knight Returns. I mean, everybody and their mother does now. But the fact that the Batmobile looked a little bit like the tank, the, like the tankmobile from that movie, was like, ooh. <laughs> and it still feels like a Batmobile. Like it doesn't have the typical insignia with like the thing. Like you know what? Like look, look, let's look at this. Like you got this the the Batman Forever Batmobile. It's got the this and the I love Batman. how you have all of these Batmobiles just ready to go. <laughs> amazing. Oh, That's amazing. What do you think? You think I come wow. and I don't come? The oh. Keaton Batmobile. Oh. Very good. Aesthetically pleasing, this is my favorite Batmobile, so I just yeah. want to throw that out there. Um That is a great one. But you know, you know, the the Tumblr doesn't have any of that. You know what I mean? Um so I love so I, I but I love that it still felt like a Batmobile. Um, the score I think is just it's just it's Chef's kiss, and it only gets better from there. Uh, let's talk about Michael Caine. Just a general overview of his performances, Alfred. Caine. Michael Caine, Tangerine. Michael oh, Caine. <laughs> uh, never. Uh, so let's talk about I him. I'm failure. Uh, Hunter, I'll start with you. <laughs> Dude. It's so funny when we do these series because, like, with the Alfred from last time with the Schumacher and Burton movies, I'm like, that's my Alfred or whatever. And it's like, oh, no, dude. Oh, no. Michael Caine is killing the actual game here where it's like literally everything that I liked that I want in an Alfred, he does. And in in that scene where he's like, I failed you or whatever, where he's looking out, it's like. Oh, you, where's your Oscar? He made me cry. Like, and, and in a few times in this, in this trilogy where like he has conversations with Bruce Wayne and it's like, dude, he cares so much, yeah. so much. And like, you, you, you really feel it. And so, yeah, yeah the, the performance is, is, it's really spectacular. And, and again, like Michael Caine, like this dude has done like 450,000 movies. Like he's in fucking everything, but it, yeah. Like, he, I'm pretty sure he said that, like, this is, like, one of his favorite things that he's ever done. I read that, and I was like, yeah, dude, you can tell. He he wasn't just doing this for, like, a paycheck. Like, he'll do yeah. some other stuff. He fucking cared. And, no. and it shows. It's brilliant. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, look at the ensemble he had to work with. Like, like forget the Batman of it all. Like, you're working with Morgan Freeman. You're working with Heath Ledger. You're working with Christian Bale. You're eventually working with Marion Cotillard. And, like, come on. Like, mm -hmm. what a fucking cast, man. 
Yeah. 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 No, uh, what what you said is right on the money, Hunter. Uh, I mean, like, I I love Michael Caine. He's yeah, he's probably my favorite live action Alfred right now. I mean, literally, the constant in every movie of this trilogy. I I I loved him in all three. Like, he, it's such a consistent performance. Mm-hmm. I I love how yeah, he's like a you know like all Alfreds. It's hard to fuck up Alfred to be honest. I mean, not to say that Michael Caine is you know like do yeah. it not like really going for it or anything but like alfred is like one of my favorite characters of all time and it's like and it's just like it, it's it's you sure it's hard to fuck up him and everything but like it's because like it's a perfect character i love alfred um but yeah michael kane is doing tremendous work here i mean like what you said hunter you know he's emotionally um there for bruce and so that leads to really moving scenes and uh you know he's that constant for him uh, for Bruce, so as he should be in, in every iteration, but especially in this one where it's like they have a back and forth, they have a banter that you you don't see in other Batman movies and shows and everything, and it's just like I could watch these two all day. Like the like just their banter in general is just so fun and and funny, and we'll talk about more about like levity and comedy and everything, yeah. but like but they're funny together, you know, iconic duo. <laughs> but um. But uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, he he gets some great scenes uh, in in all of them, and and we'll talk about them specifically in the other ones. But um, but one of my favorite scenes in all of these movies is in Begins when, you know, at the near the end when you know the uh, the mansion is blowing up and they're down below near the cave, and you know that they're just like really tender back and forth of like you know you know oh you still haven't given up on me. Never. You know, it's like a perfect callback, but also it's just a beautiful moment. So, I, yeah, I love Michael Caine's Alfred. Tell that's me. my favorite That's my favorite moment of Alfred's, too. But I, to add to that, just go back a few minutes before when he's trying to help him underneath. It's like, what's the point of all those push-ups if he can't even lift a bloody log? You know, like, like, I love the fact that he fucks with him and then he, like, gives him some, hey, I got you. Um... Yeah, gentlemen, when we really think about it, we haven't had a bad Alfred. No, we really we haven't. Really, Even, uh, what's really his, have. uh, uh, Jeremy Irons. He's a great Alfred. Because he's Jeremy He's in fucking a terrible Alfred. fucking Batman movie, but, <laughs> but, but he's a great Alfred. Alfred. He's a fantastic Alfred because he, he even has, knows that, that, you know, idea of like, yeah, I'm helping Batman. Looks like I'm not going to see any birds. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, that, listen, that's That's Alfred. a really good Alfred impression, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, with, and I can't wait to see when Andy Serkis comes up. You know, I hope he sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you imagining he just goes full Gollum? It's like, Los Mossables, I think he was excellent in these movies. Not a bad moment. Nothing, you know, yeah. No, <laughs> nothing to add except I agree with all with everything what you guys said. Amazing. Uh, so let's get right into the next topic. Uh, Gary Oldman uh, as James Gordon, Jim Gordon. Um, so uh, before these movies, uh, you wouldn't think that James Gordon is a good character at all. Besides the animated series, and we've talked about he. No, actually, we didn't get to really talk about James Gordon in our animated series episode, but he's a oh, great, he's a great commissioner Gordon too. that uh, Bob Hastings, I believe yeah. does did the voice rest in peace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, he was a great, uh, a Gordon, but when it comes to live action movies, 
Yeah. Oh, uh, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know he's a good character. He's a fucking oh. dope in those movies. But in this, he's great. And Hunter, your thoughts on the guy? Yeah, it's really funny going back and watching all the other ones. Like, I had no idea that like Commissioner Gordon wasn't like a main character in all of them. Because what I knew was these movies, and I was like, well, he's such a he's like the dude. And then Michael, K, it's like, oh, like Nick, you're so right. He was such a dopey fucking idiot um but in these oh my gosh dude gary oldman's perfect like i i don't even know if i have anything else to say about it because he's just so good and i can't even imagine like another commissioner gordon you know what i mean i can't imagine somebody more perfect for it you know and gary oldman i i don't think i've ever seen him be bad he gives his all in every single performance and it's like yeah, just great actor, great cat, great, uh, uh great cat, cat. groovy great. cat. Yeah, <laughs> groovy cat right there, man. <laughs> oh, whenever, yeah. whenever I'm gonna say great casting, I'm gonna say, yeah, groovy cat. Oh, what groovy a groovy cat. cat, groovy cat, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, exactly what you said, Hunter. He's a perfect James Gordon, uh, by far, obviously, the best live action Gordon we've ever had so far. Yeah, he's just like a really moral to the book you know, cop, sur- you know, surrounded by all these corrupt cops. And so, like, he's the only, he's one of the good ones, you know, like, and and he just wants to, he's just very moral and wants to do things right. And so when Batman shows up, he, you know, in Batman Begins, it's like, oh, I love, you know, I love their kind of back and forth because it's like, oh, like, I, I think you want to help. So let's let's work together, you, you know, because you, you know he, he could... You know, he senses like, oh, you're different than like anyone else I've ever met. You know, I we we're, we're the same, buddy, and so we got to work what, together. What's his next line after that? That's the one that cinches that moment. Oh, what a uh, what is it? It's like, I think you're trying to help, and then Batman just disappears, and then he goes, "But I've been wrong before." Like that's the th- that's the that's the sizzle, right? Yeah, there. that is the sizzle. I'm really glad you mentioned that. That is the sizzle, baby. Uh, yeah. but, but yeah, like, exactly. Like, so like, you know, it's hard to trust because it's an untrusting world that he's living in, but he, you know, he decides to put his trust in Batman and I, yeah, I just love their relationship. It's, uh, they really are the same. And so like, and, and so like Jim Gordon is just like really driven, very moral. It's, it's, it, and he looks great, you know, like, and he's acting so well, apparently he was going to be. Or, or originally, he, he might have been the bad guy. He might have been uh, Ra's al Ghul. Christopher Nolan casted Liam Neeson. He was like, oh, I want to use you, though. Oh, maybe Jim Gordon. Like, you play bad guys a lot. Let, let's try this. You know, let, let you should be Jim Gordon. And, yeah, he's just a perfect Jim Gordon. I mean, yeah, I, that's it. Yeah, Tony? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like one of the first times that he's played, like, a, like a true blue good guy. Like, yeah. first time he's ever played a true blue good guy because it's like, yeah, you can argue Sirius Black is a good dude, you know, in the True. Harry Potter series, but like, you know, he's he's been he's like he's still trying to murder the fucking Peter Pettigrew. He's still trying, you know, revenge and all that. So he's got a lot of darkness around him in general. So he's not blackness. Like, oh, mm-hmm. seriousness. Ser- he's it's it's seriously black. A lot of black. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, and Sirius Black is a hero, but like, you know, it's, I hear you definitely. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, I mean, and he just nailed it and he looks just like 
Jim Gordon does in the Batman Year One comic. It's it's fucking crazy. Great. Uh, let's uh, let's jump into uh, Morgan Freeman. So uh, Hunter, uh, your thoughts? He's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, uh... <laughs> Morgan Freeman. You know what I mean? He's 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 Morgan Freeman. He does I. Not that he, he's a good actor, you know what I mean? But <laughs> really? Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a lot of the time, it's yeah, like... In the, he's in pretty the, good. In these, it's like, I don't know if there's anything other than him being just Morgan Freeman. Does that make sense? And that's not a yeah. knock. That's not no, a knock on the performance. It is so. not a knock. I get it. No, no totally. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm trying to think of a similar person that, like, can just be themselves, and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, Morgan Freeman, you can play yourself, and I'll, that's fucking fantastic sam jackson comes to mind Sam Jackson. Uh, oh yeah i'm like i'm in oh totally yeah uh no i mean yeah i mean he's he's perfect like lucius fox at this point uh in these even even the animated series is like a nothing character like you know he's just Mm -hmm. around he works at at a wayne enterprises but in this one yeah he's just as important as alfred in some ways you know like now we kind of finally get it like a a explanation as to like why he has like gadgets and why he has like the car for example you know what i mean you know like there there's ex- you know you could kind of just throw an, an explanation like oh he's just rich like he got it but like now it like oh he's got this is his tech guy and he's charming and he's funny and he also brings a lot of moments of levity and i and i like his back and forth with bruce too i like his back and forth with everyone though um he's just one of those guys perfect gentleman uh, perfect Perfect Lucius Fox, baby. Uh, Tony? Okay, so this may be the one where I'm going to probably rant off a little. Um, Please do. On the subject, on the subject of Morgan Tony Ortega ranting? What? What? <laughs> what? Um, so Morgan Freeman, I think, is, is fucking perfect. And I love what they did with, the, with this character because this was the... This is like one of the... This, this is one of the prime examples of how... Nolan was inspired by the James Bond movies for this series. And for those of you who know James Bond, 007 gets all those cool gadgets, all those cool cool toys, all those the watches, the cars from Q Branch MI6 Majesty Secret Service, all right? His, his go-to is Q. Lucius Fox is Batman's Q. Damn, he's so good so good at making exposition interesting yeah anybody else who had been like oh this is a car and we're gonna drive it here like no it's uh, like he he just makes it so so damn cool the casting in general you know it feels like you know uh chris nolan set a principle for himself when he was casting batman begins to kind of cast it almost like the first superman movie you have the person who's like kind of the unknown in the center. And then you have the known heavyweights around him. You know, it's the reason why, yeah, you have Chris Reeves as Superman, but you got Marlon Brando as Jor-El and Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. And it's the same principle here. It's like, yeah, you got Christian Bale in the center, but that's why you also have Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, Lucius Fox. You know, it's 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 great. That that perfectly shows like how, why this ensemble is so good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's very quickly talk about it, specifically in Batman Begins. 
uh, the the love interest and the villain. So let's very quickly talk about Katie Holmes, uh, Hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why they recast her. I know that. Uh, <gasps> yeah, I don't. really interesting. I don't. I get that. Um, uh, Gyllenhaal might be a better actress, but that's it's just. I mean. Again, I think what I read, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, is that Katie yeah. Holmes actually was the person that backed out, though. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, I, wa- I want to pursue other. Yeah, movies. they didn't like fire her or anything like that. Yeah, which no, they didn't watch the movie and they were like, "Uh, no, you're back- fired." No, she backed out of Dark Knight <laughs> so she could do Mad Money with Diane Keaton. You know, everyone's favorite movie. Dummy. You know, a smart hey. move. Like when Will Smith backed out of the Matrix to do Wild Wild West. Exactly. Just smart choices all around. But um, I will say that Will Smith at least came out with that dope song, the Wild Wild West. <laughs> Katie That's Holmes true. Katie Holmes should have dropped song. dropped a, a, a song or something. A, yeah. a song, exactly. And then should've it would dropped some kind of banger. Yeah. Um. Wiki wow. Wiki wow. Wiki wow. Mad 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 money. Mad mad money. I like. I liked her. Um, again, she's not Maggie, she's not Gyllenhaal, uh, in The Dark Knight. Like, it's just, I actually kind of, not to, not to give away my thoughts, but I cared about that character. This, I was more like, all right, she's kind of like, um, the, the first girl in the Michael Keaton first movie. It's like, she's fine. I like that Christian Bale likes her. That's what matters to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then in the Dark Knight, it switches where it's like, oh well, I kind of like her now, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, yeah. Because Christian Bale likes her. Yeah, Katie Holmes is uh, is fine. Yeah, you're right. I I more care just because Bruce Wayne cares. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not doing a bad job per se, but it's definitely my least favorite performance of the movie, mm-hmm. um, especially after all these incredible actors we just yeah. mentioned. But um, but like you know, she's fine. She's just fine. Uh, she, you know, uh, I like the scenes, uh, and she's written well. You know, like mm-hmm. she, she, you know, that scene where she's like, you know, uh, it's it's what you do that defines you. She says something like that, um, and uh, and I like that scene, and I like that kind of payoff uh, later in the movie. It's a tight script. It's a, there's a lot of really good like uh, payoffs to things that happened before. It's definitely a solid script, uh, Tony. I, I, it's weird. It's like her character is almost both a step backwards and a step forward for love interest. Yeah. You know, because it, it's a step backwards in the sense where, like, the chemistry's gone, you know? Like, there really wasn't a lot of chemistry there. Um, and so it was like, you know, say what you will about all the other Batman movies and all the other, like, you know, fucking Michael Keaton had chemistry with Kim Basinger, Michelle Pfeiffer. Val Kilmer definitely had a chemistry with Nicole Kidman. I think we all had chemistry with Nicole Kidman. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even Batman and Robin, like Uma Thurman, come on. Come on. It was just oozing with like chemistry and it's beautiful. But there is something to be said about that, you know, at least not the ones who aren't the supervillains didn't have a lot of agency. You know what I mean? They were the damsel in distress. And. In that respect, it was a step forward because Rachel Dawes, I think, you know, she's active in the story. She was proactive. You know, um, yes, she needed to be saved at one point, but then she turned around and used what she learned to save others. You know what I mean? She was an active part, a more active participant than, you know, Batman uh, love interest in the past, you know, 
Catwoman and Catwoman notwithstanding. So it, it was just weird. Like, I think she did a fine job, you know. Um, I wasn't mad that she got recast because I had more affection for Maggie Gyllenhaal from the get when Dark Knight came around. I don't think I would have reacted the same way during that scene. If it had been Katie Holmes, just being honest. Uh, Liam Neeson, uh, Ra's al Ghul, uh, it's, it's <laughs> Rachel in the comics and the video games, Ra's in the movie. Um, and Liam Neeson, uh, usually, and you didn't watch the animated series episodes, uh, uh, with him, but usually he's like a weirdo who has like an organization that kind of just wants to kill a lot of people specifically like Gotham because he's like, Oh, like refresh, you know, like a restart, like let's kill all these people. They don't deserve to live so we can rebuild a new world. And so that core is there in the movie. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's like, I'm immortal, you know, because they, they they reference that in this movie. And in, literally he's immortal in the, in the comics. Like he can't oh, okay. die. He can't yeah. die at all. Uh, there's like this Lazarus pit thing. And so like he jumps in the pit and that's like what rejuvenizes him. And that's how he like keeps living for years and years and years. But in this one, it's more of a like, like an I, the idea of Razo Gol, where it's like, oh, he's immortal. Like, you know, he says we ransacked Rome, and you know, like, and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, so I guess it's more of like the, you know, a, an idea of like, you know, the leader of the League of Shadows and everything. Uh, but Hunter, uh, your thoughts on on the guy? Yeah, I will say when they say that the other guy is Razo Gol or whatever, and uh, um, yeah, Ken Watanabe, and and Liam Neeson's just like. Descartes or whatever um, they call him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I knew that Liam Neeson was Ra's al Ghul, right? I knew it. Like, I knew it. And the twist still got me. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I felt like such an idiot. I was like, I knew this. I knew that he was Ra's al Ghul. Um, dude, I loved it. I love... That's part of the reason why I love that first part of the movie, the first half of the movie. Is because he's just so good training Bruce Wayne, dude. Like, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. And Liam Neeson, again, I he's one of those guys too, where like it's similar to Morgan Freeman, where it's like, yeah, dude, you're never like, I don't know, you're never bad. Even in a bad Liam Neeson movie, which there are probably a few. <laughs> yeah. Like uh quite a few. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen him be bad in those movies still, though. You know what I mean? Bad movie, still good, solid movie star quality performance. And it's no different with this one. It kind of reminded me of, um, of uh, oh, wow, this is a Star Wars sin, everybody. What's his name in Star Wars? Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon Jinn. Dude, I'm an idiot. How'd I'm, you forget? I literally <laughs> forgot his name. It was similar to that with me. Just more like like a sinister take on it you know what i mean yeah okay that's a that's a that's an interesting point because yeah like fatherly you know mentor type character but evil (laughs) yes and i wanted so badly for him to like be good like when he showed up oh really interesting i did when you wanted this guy redeemed interesting i did well when he showed up at the party i was like oh shit like maybe he's thankful because i didn't remember you know what i mean um (laughs) Oh, you naive motherfucker. I know. (laughs) I was like, well, maybe he's grateful that he saved his life. 
No. <laughs> no, he's not. That's why I'm glad that Batman kills him. <laughs> he doesn't kill him. He kills him, dude. He I've doesn't decided. save him. Yeah, I've thought about that. That's a cop-out. He kills him. <laughs> I like his performance in this. He has some goofy lines, but it works because he's saying them, I think. Uh, and also, I just like that this movie is like doesn't isn't afraid to be a little silly. Like you know, like there's a machine that that messes with Gotham's water supply. Like it's very comic booky actually, and I I don't mind that. It was jarring at first, just in general, to watch this after all these Batman movies and shows and everything. But yeah. um, but but it still it still gets the core of like yeah, like you know, this is still like a comic book thing. You know, it's more yeah. realistic, but it's still there and so the, the that aspect of of Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghul like all that stuff I think works for me I don't think he's amazing or anything I, I I definitely think like the movie is so focused on like Bruce Wayne Batman that like mm -hmm. as opposed to the other Batman movies where it's all about the villains so in mm. this one the villains are fine I don't think they're great but they're like fine they're definitely not bad but that, that's how I feel about the villains in general, and we'll talk about Scarecrow very soon. But yeah, I, I do like Liam Neeson, though. He has some good stuff in, uh, to do. Uh, Tony? Nice change of pace, right? To care about the hero, not so much the villain. Exactly. Um, so if that's a sacrifice, <laughs> uh, well, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to take for Batman. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I, I agree with that principle. I think I like the villains a little bit better than both of you. Um, yeah. Sorry, than, than, than you did, Nick. Um, I think the thing that I love the most is that usually when you find out that a character has gone bad, there's like, uh, you know, they change or whatever. Or they start doing things like, ooh, I'm doing things more maniacally now. And the thing that I love is that he actually doesn't change. What changes and changes so effectively is the perception. And at the same, but he is the same character. He doesn't have an arc, but the change in perception is so effective that you have no problem going from he's the guy who teaches Batman his shit, he's one of the good guys. Oh, wait. He's not a good guy. Yeah, and just no, to add on that a little bit, just to add on that a little bit, just because that's such a good point, that, like, yeah. yeah, because, like, before he's talking about, like, what's necessary, like, well, you know, let's we have to cross this line for the yeah. greater good, you know, to, 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 uh, you, you know, uh, for life, you know, we have to take it sometimes. Yeah. And so like when, you know, we have that reveal, it's like, okay, but it all tracks. It, yeah. it all, it all makes sense script wise. It's it, so it's like a, yeah, a brilliant turn. Yeah. It's a brilliant turn because, and, and that's the thing you don't need. So cause that's the thing. Sometimes the temptation is to you know, have them do something a little almost out of character, out of the character of what they've written up until that point. And it's kind of cheap, you know what I mean? To keep them in character, you know what I mean? And still achieve the same goal, I think is very, very smart. Very good, very extremely good writing. Hunter LaSalle, your your thoughts on Scarecrow? Yeah, I thought um, <clears throat> at first, originally he was pretty scary. You know what I mean? Like they they had a good start to him, and then all of a sudden it just like he goes away, right? Like it's just like, oh okay, that's it. And then consecutively for the next two movies, he just kind of shows up, and it's like, oh this is cool. I like I like that he shows up. I do. I don't think it's stupid at all, especially um, 
uh, in the third one when he just shows up as like the yeah this is like a sentencing hearing or whatever it's like oh this is cool you're a very nice like through line of the movies but and it's silly Murphy's great he's great they just don't give him a lot to do I don't think they don't give him enough so yeah Scarecrow is a is a cool villain in like uh, other iterations for sure mm -hmm. um, I, I think I like him best in Arkham Asylum uh, I don't know if you've played that game Hunter but um but he's great in that because they really utilize those those uh, hallucinations, you know, because that, mm -hmm. that's such a big part of it and part of the fun. And also like, well, yeah. if, if Batman's hallucinating, you know, what is he going to hallucinate about? You know what I mean? So it, it's kind of a deeper dive into his character, you know. Um, bats. I hate bats. I, hate I don't bats. like them. I don't like bats. I don't Why like are the bats? Actually, I'm scared of them. But I am them. But also I am a bat. It's deep, I promise. Uh, but uh, in this, I think he's fine. Like, I, I definitely don't think he's bad. I think he's pretty good, and I like, you know, he looks scary. The ma the mask is pretty scary. Uh, definitely upgrade from that potato sack uh, mask in uh, the animated series. Uh, but uh, yeah, like he's scary and has some good lines. You know, he's pretty creepy. You know, when when uh, you know when a Batman's interrogating him and he's hallucinating and he sees like. A bat monster thing like talking to him and, and up close yeah. to him interrogating him it's like really it's an effective scene and at the end when he's like dr crane's not here right now will you leave a message you know will you take an appointment uh, and and uh and that's just like okay well that's good but but yeah i think he's pretty underutilized in the movie if i'm being honest i that stuff is probably my least favorite part just because I do have an appreciation for Scarecrow and to see him not do that much and then never do it. Yeah. Like he's ne then he's never doing that much in the other two where it's, yeah. and so now it's just like a little disappointing. I hope if we ever do Scarecrow again, we really utilize like the hallucination, like aspect, yeah, I feel like aspect if, of it, you know? Yeah. I feel like in the Battinson world, they could do something really creepy. At least that, that's what it looks like. You know what I mean? It looks like they're going that way. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but uh, Cillian Murphy's pretty good in this, though. Like, I, I definitely yeah. don't think he's bad. He's doing a good job. He's creepy. He's a creepy boy. He's a little creepy boy. He's a handsome, creepy boy. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a very handsome, cr very creepy boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I do I want to kiss you or... Or run away run from, from you? you. <laughs> or should I kiss you first and then run away? Or run away from you come back back and kiss you. kiss you run away again <laughs> yeah you know just just to get a little kiss you know yeah <laughs> um as for the scarecrow um i think cillian murphy is awesome he's so so good i i just i don't know I just kind of wish I got uh, had I had a little bit more. Not necessarily like the the over the top um, accoutrement of the scarecrow. Like I don't need him to have like the needle fingers or anything like that. I do kind of wish that I had a little bit more of that aggressiveness from Scarecrow that I've come to appreciate, which I don't think would have been out of tone for for this movie. I mean, I think what they do with Scarecrow was great. I think it does work with the story. So maybe it could be something that if I'd gotten it, my critique would be the opposite, but I don't know. I just would have liked this. I would have liked, I would have liked this scene a little bit 
uh, more of that because the moments where he was like, like at his most villainous and like, eh, like that was like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, he gets captured by Batman. And he gets okay. tased by Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> so Hunter, your final thoughts on Batman Begins before we move forward. It's a good start. It is. It's a it's a really solid start. And like I think if like the second one, if the Dark Knight isn't what it is, you know what I mean? I think I look at this movie a little um better. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Not that the second one ruins this one. It's just like fuck. Like look at what they did. It would have been interesting if they if this one was as much as like a roller coaster ride as the second one is. You know what I mean? If that if that makes any sense yeah. at all. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a it's a good it's a really good movie and a really good start to what's going to turn out to be this great trilogy. You know what I mean? 8.5 out of 10. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. It's Very solid good. 8.5. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. It's a good start. Um, it's a solid exploration of Bruce Wayne Batman, you know, and, and this is what I kind of wanted. So I got it here. You know, I, I, do I think it's like a, like an incredible movie or anything? No, I, I, uh, I definitely have some issues with it, but Hey, it, you know what I mean? Like it, it it's doing more than some other Batman movies are. And it's, it's a really interesting look and, in, in how like, Oh, you know, why does he go out at night and we get an answer, you know, mm -hmm. we, 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 we get his relationships with other people, uh, with the villains, with his, you know, allies. Um, it's just a, a solid exploration of like, you know, doing something bigger than yourself, you know, and, and never, never needing the recognition. At the end, one of my favorite moments in the whole movie is when James Gordon is like, I never, uh, I never said thank you. And then he says, and you'll never need to. Um, and it's just like a perfect way to just like explore, like, that's a perfect way to end it. It's a perfect way to just be like, this is who Batman is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's a, it's a solid, it's a solid movie. I, I'm, I'm struggling between like seven or eight out of mm -hmm. 10. Well, it's a solid movie. You know, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good look into the man, and that's uh, that's what I'd like to see. Final thoughts, I think it's brilliant. I love it. Uh, for me, it is a 9 out of 10. I love this movie. I think the, it's it's just because it's just the movie that, in spite of its flaws, it just, it just captures my heart every time I watch it. It's just exactly what I wanted to see in, in a Batman movie, in a Batman origin movie. And also, once again, I like that he doesn't kill, you know? And I like yeah. that he's, once again, he's for saving people, you know? Yeah. And that's that's what Batman's all about. Let's talk about the next one, uh, Dark Knight. So obviously this is a big one, uh, probably the biggest one out of the three. In, you know, one of the the most influential uh, superhero movies of all time. Any movie, just movies in general of all time. And uh, you know, it, it once again, as I mentioned before, like started so many trends. You know, um, we see so many Dark Knight clones now. Kind of like how we see Batman clones in this movie. Um, and uh, so this is a big one to tackle. Uh, Hunter, your thoughts on The Dark Knight. We're actually going to talk about it. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks. All right. Uh, Tony, 
No, I'm Under, just, are you being serious? Is there? No, no, no. God, no. I was about to this, say, bro, I can have this movie. Disagree about Last Jedi, but you come after Dark Knight, we got some problems, bro. No, dude, this movie, I literally, Nick and I watched it last night. I literally was like, I think this is the best movie ever made. I really do. It's so good. And there's nothing, like, again, I don't even know what to say because there's nothing wrong with it. It's literally nothing. Scene after scene, brilliant. It's all good. It's all. It's there's there's nothing wrong with the movie. That's what I'm gonna say. There's it's 100 percent good. So uh, like one out of ten. Yeah. So like zero out of ten. Yeah. Never watch this again. Uh, yeah. I mean, like what you said, Hunter. I mean, it's it really is that good. Still, I mean, like years later, you know. I mean, I I watched this. I have watched this movie many times, and I will in the future many times. But, um, you know, this was like my first Batman movie, I think, as a kid. I mean, this was like, once again, like, you know, at that time, it's like, you got to see this. You got to see this. You know, Heath Ledger's Joker. You know, it's a great movie. And I watched it. I was like, having not watched any other Batman thing, I'm pretty sure anyway, it, it was like, yeah, this incredible cinematic experience. I saw it in IMAX. You know, that was the first time I saw it. And it's just like, it's just one of those movies. I mean, yeah, the, it's hard to say anything about it because it's been said, you know, like the like so many people have talked about this movie, which is why in a, a part of me like dreads to ever talking about this on the podcast because it's like, what is there to say besides that it really is that good? It's just one yeah. of the best superhero movies of all time for a reason because it's that good. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the performances are great. The world is great. It, even though, once again, we mentioned, like, Chicago, I don't care. I'm sucked in by this world. I'm sucked in yeah. by this version of Gotham anyway. And I'm I'm sucked in by the story. Every scene really works. Usually, most scenes build to something incredible. <laughs> and it's just like, every, I was watching with you, and I was like, oh, yeah, this great scene's going to happen. And then, the, and then the next scene happens, and I'm yeah. like, oh, this is also a great scene. Yeah, it's so crazy to like think about it's literally every single scene that happened it's like oh shit oh yeah oh my god this one <laughs> it doesn't it, stop exactly and it's just like uh oh my god it, it's a uh, it's insanely quotable it's yeah. funny it, you know it's very dark and serious and i wanted to mention this and people like people still to this day took the wrong lessons from this movie like Zack snyder like other directors oh it's a uh, really realistic dark and gritty like let's just like make it uber masculine like dark and gritty like that's what people wanted right that's yeah. what people want right and it's just like no if you actually watch the dark knight it's obviously it's very sad and dark and tragic and everything yeah but it still knows when to have levity when to make a joke because jokes and levity when done right that's what makes you care about the characters so that's actually very important even in dramas and so even though there's like a thriller and a drama like it's that sprinkled throughout comedy funny stuff banter between the characters that's what you know like that's what we were missing with like a lot of these modern you know uh blockbusters it's like no let's actually inject humor in and not you know and there's the whole like marvel cinematic thing where it's like all right you're injecting too much let me take that syringe away from you but like but like you know but marvel gets it right that like you you gotta make you. You gotta have moments of levity to care about the characters, and so like Dark Knight gets that too. Even though it's, as I mentioned, you know this really serious movie. It's it, it balances everything so well. It's a, a phenomenal movie, 
with one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life, and we'll talk about it because obviously I, you guys know what I'm talking about. But um, but it, it's uh, it's a great Batman movie still though. I think people criticize like, oh, like Batman's like barely in it. No, he's not. Mm -hmm. And actually, he makes probably mm -hmm. the most important decision of the movie by the end. Yes. And and, and we still by the, at the end of the day, by the end of this movie, we still like get to explore like when the chips are down. This is who Batman is. And it's great. You know, is he the most, like, interesting character of the movie? No, because we have the Joker and Two-Face. But it's still anchored by a great Christian Bale performance and a great uh, Batman interpretation. Because this Batman maybe kind of wants to quit. He sees an out. And, and tragically, it, that, that does not happen. And, and, yeah. and by the end of this movie, it's like, maybe it'll never happen. And I, I have to be this monster, this villain, and and that's okay. And it's just like a great, uh, it's just great stuff. But also these villains, and we'll talk about it. But like, you know, it's just like a perfect exploration of, of Gotham City. You know, the city itself and its inhabitants. You know, these people in the city and what they all want and how that you know they, all that stuff kind of interferes with what other people want, you know, the, so many people clash in this movie and it's like, I just want to live in this world. You know, it's just a, it's a masterpiece. I mean, like we'll talk about it more, but it's, it really is that good. It's, it, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Tony, good. where do I start <laughs> <laughs> from July of 2008 to about to present day? I've seen this movie in theaters 16 times. 12 of which was that year, 2008. Um, Very good. It never loses its power for me, especially if I can see it in IMAX, especially mm. in the Lincoln Square IMAX. Lincoln Square IMAX, baby. I saw it there yeah. a couple years ago. There is only one movie that has floored me as much because of the IMAX quality since The Dark Knight, and that's Mission Impossible Fallout. That's the only one. And that's ten years after the fact, so and and it matches. It doesn't overseed. So just 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 to uh, you know illustrate how much I really love this movie, especially in the IMAX format. Um, I think uh, I love every aspect of this movie. This is my favorite movie ever. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. This is my favorite movie ever. I love it so much, so deeply, and this is my favorite Batman. This is this is my favorite live action Batman movie. Period. You know, um, but I mean, the the thing that I love is like, yes, the Joker is great. The Joker is is such an excellent, excellent villain. But the thing that I love the most about the movie is that they they don't overuse him. They know exactly when to use and know exactly where to put him in. You mentioned that people like uh, people mentioned that like, oh, he's hardly in it. Batman. It's just like I, this isn't I mean, he's in it less than Batman Begins per per frame. But it's not in the same way as in the previous movies where he's being overshadowed by the villains. The, the villain. It's more that the villains become the, the emotional center that challenge him so you're still invested in batman even though he's may not necessarily be the most interesting character on screen there is technical perfection in this movie 
that astounds me to this day that so little of it was CGI. Yeah, it was all real. Yeah, it was all real. I, I, I can only say so many good things about The Dark Knight that, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm repeating myself. I'll be repeating myself before long. It's just an excellent film. It's, uh, it's, and it's, and it's so grandiose. And yet to have an ending that's so powerful on a personal level is nothing short of skill. It's come on. What what this movie does is just it's 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 perfection. I think it's a perfect movie. Because once again, like people are like, oh, maybe it's overhyped now. I mean, like you know, when people get too carried away with like certain things, like I want to be the Joker. Uh, okay, calm down, dude. But like, but for the most part, when people like praise this movie, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's really that good. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal, yeah. we talked about her a little bit, but yeah, she's a better Rachel here. We kind of already mentioned this, so uh, we'll, we'll move forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, well, we'll build up to the Joker. So let's talk first about uh, Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face in this movie. Uh, Hunter? Fantastic. That guy, he na- he nails it in a way that I, I could have never imagined. And the only other Two-Face that I've seen, obviously uh, live-action Two-Face that I've seen was Tommy Lee Jones, and that was just, A little better than him, right? You know, I like I said while watching it, <laughs> Nick, I was hoping for Tommy Lee Jones. I like him a little bit more. No. Uh, Aaron Eckert, like, again, I don't know what to say. It's just brilliant. My words mean nothing to describe what's happening on screen, almost. And I usually don't feel this way. You know what I mean? Usually I'm like, I, I don't know. But this is like, yeah, he nails it. And it's, it's, I don't know which I like better, though. I don't know if I like his, uh, this version of Two-Face or uh, the animated series stuff that I've seen. Um, but yeah, it's, but other than that, like that doesn't <laughs> matter because it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, yeah, I'm right there with you, Hunter. I mean, like, uh, it's kind of neck and neck. Richard Mull's, uh voice performance of Two-Face in this one. Obviously, I miss the split personality of uh, of Two-Face like in the in other uh iterations, but also doesn't matter in this cuz it's still so good. Like like it doesn't matter that that aspect isn't quite there. Yeah. Um uh because it's such an emotionally powerful performance because like even when he's not Two-Face, like you're mesmerized cuz it's like who is this guy? Like, everyone's so drawn by him, like, oh, look at this guy, like, coming in, you know, coming into town, this white knight, you know, like, he, oh, he's not gonna, like, be corruptible like everyone else? Like, okay, let's what, let's keep an eye out for this guy. You know, he's special, he's, some, he's someone special, and so to see him, you know, f- first start out as this, like, squeaky clean, you know, very moral guy, to someone pointing a gun at a kid is just, like, really, like, whoa like i but it all but it also just tracks because like even though he's the squeaky clean guy he has such a connection with rachel and so you know like like a lot of people you know take that away and who do you become well he becomes this monster and he becomes this someone completely different than who he was before and that's what joker is obviously trying to prove in this movie and we'll talk about joker but like that people are so easily corruptible and they could so easily 
become a man pointing a gun at a kid. And it's just like, oh man, really tragic. Uh, he's great, Aaron Eckhart. He, you know, it's, that last scene fucking kills because of him. And, and Gary Oldman. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll talk about this very quickly. Gary Oldman is even better in this. His scenes slap. He's, uh, he's just such a, he's a moral man who just wants to keep his family safe. And so by the end, in, you know, when that confrontation, um, it's just so like sad, like it's, it's so moving and, and you're like, even when I knew what was going to happen, I'm still like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm like seeing this. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Eckhart has that darkness and he has that warmth in the beginning and, and, uh, and he's just like crying for help. You know, he's like, it's about what's fair. And it's just like, you, you really feel all that stuff. So he's a great Two-Face in this. He's, he's, uh, he's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. He's incredible. Yeah. Tony? I mean, uh, I think you do see moments of that, not necessarily lack of squeak, uh, like, uh, yeah, you know, like a little bit of the varnish on that squeaky clean persona from really the very beginning, you know, like uh, when he kind of goes a little bit rogue during the during the the trial there he doesn't it's not necessarily that he's done anything wrong but it's like you get like he does a little he does a little reckless you know what i mean yeah, so there's true. a little bit of that you know what i mean when he uh it's definitely in there it's in yeah, him exactly exactly when he you know plays around with the coin when he kind of like is mischievous with i mean it's all in flirtation but it's like you know i didn't miss the split personality part of it because I think the duality they replaced with his sense of justice, leaving it up to fate. I thought it worked so brilliantly. And I think that he is the beating heart of that movie. He, this is the performance that holds the thing together. Like, mm -hmm. without this, the whole caboodle falls apart. So, In and, some ways, he's like kind of the main character. Mm -hmm. he, has, he goes through the most change. He is the most important character. Yeah. Love, uh, love him. Yeah, brilliantly said, Tony. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, we talked about Two-Face. We got to talk about the Joker. Uh, so I, I kind of dread talking about this, too, just because, once again, so many people have talked about his performance. Uh, Hunter, I'll start with you. <laughs> you always start with Hunter. Boy. I know. It's, it's the way I, I fuck with him. Um... <laughs> it's the way I fuck with them. Yeah, it's my way of fucking with you. The the just like what we what we were talking about last night, Nick, that's not Heath Ledger up there. It's not, like I know it is. I know it is because the cast list says that it's him and it's him and I know it. But I don't see him up there. I see the Joker. And I don't think you can say that about a lot of performances and I mean, there's a specific handful you can say it about in the whole history of cinema you know what i mean and and this is one of them and the fact that it's happened in our lifetime yeah. is insane it's really it's really something to see the fact that he got to do this and the fact that everybody like we can see it forever and it, it'll go into cinema history is just something to fucking be like so happy about you know what I mean? And again, it's what I think it's one of the best performances I've ever seen. It doesn't feel like acting. Perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's just one of those performances, you know, I mean, like, uh, he's so unrecognizable, but not in like a, 
like shitty like method actor way like i'm just becoming the character i'm gonna send you dead rats mm. it's like it's like no it's it's just like he's just so he's just tapping into that energy so well and nick and just threw some shade i just threw some shade i'm not gonna mention who i threw shade at um but he he's another <laughs> joker it's a me <laughs> oh no hello oh my god but um but uh he's He's just so mesmerizing. I mean, obviously, he's the best part of it. But what what you said is perfect, Tony. About like they use him correctly and they use him just enough. You know, where he's just—it's not Joker the movie. It's not '89. Where I like '89, but it was just like it just became the Joker movie after a while. Yeah. Um, but this, like, he's he's a supporting player, and he you know he drives so much of the movie obviously but you see him when you see him and when you don't you're like scared like where is he <laughs> you know where like he he drives so much of it but he's used so uh meticulously um but yeah i mean he's obviously he's funny and all jokers are funny right but what makes his so different is that not only is he scary and terrifying um but it's scary because you don't we will never know who this Joker really was. You know, he was just a guy. Yeah. He was just a guy that was like, one day he just turned and went, okay, I'm going to do this now. And it's just like, that could happen to anyone. That's what makes it scary. You know, like yeah. any anyone could do this. Anyone could be the Joker. And, and, and that idea of like, a, you know, corruptible, uh, chaotic kind of figure or the, the idea of that kind of person you know, is is also like challenging Batman. Like, oh, this this guy who does not care about money, about power. All he cares about is how many lives is he ruining to prove a point that like all people suck. That it's no, we shouldn't care. We shouldn't do this. We just have to care about ourselves. Fuck everyone else. And I'm going to prove it to you by corrupting the most incorruptible guy in Gotham. And and so, so like, you know, people are like, oh, his plan, it's like, no, he's just rolling with it. I mean, like, he has a plan, obviously, to, like, fuck with, like, a certain amount of people. But, like, the way he gets there, he improvises, baby. You know, like, he, like he, he sees an opportunity and he fucking takes it. And that's obviously, like, in a perverse way, like, oh, that's so cool, like, freeing, you know? Yeah. Uh, but But also, you obviously clearly see why you don't want to be this guy at all. But, but he makes, he says truths that are uncomfortable and kind of right but but by the end of it it's you, you you see how much of a monster he is um yeah. and and uh he has these hilarious lines of course where he's like improvising but also just the script is great um he just like i i've never i don't i see this in very few performances where like he's like chaotic and doesn't care and and you just see that in just like the way he walks into a room you know like like where like like he does not give a shit and 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 one of my favorite moments is when you know it's like a bit of improvisation like when he's like blowing up the hospital and like it's supposed to like because they can only do it once because well, uh, yeah. they actually did it um and so like you know they they rehearsed it a bunch of times and then you know uh when they were going to do it for real you know he's pressing the button it's not working so any other actor might be like what's going on and br breaks character or whatever right but instead he's in character and he's like looking around and he's like what's going on Wait, what and then and then it happens and it's just like 
it, it's just like brilliant. It's uh, oh, there's so many neat moments. Batman and Joker's interrogation is great. You know, yeah. he he has all yeah. As I said, you know, dry humor. You know, he's not just like giggling all the time like other Jokers. He's like. He, he does fake laughter, you know, he's like, ha, ha, he, ha, 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 you know, and, and there's just like little moments that I, I won't bore yeah. you with every detail, but, um, yeah, he's, he's like, a an enigma, he's mesmerizing, he's funny, he's scary, and it's just, we'll never see a performance like that ever again, mm. and what we have to do as a society is move forward. Let's not recreate this, because every time we've tried to recreate this, it's utterly failed. And no. because it happened once, and it happened once, because it's so special. It's such a special thing that we'll never see again. So let's move forward. Let's, if we ever do another Joker, let's not do this again. Let's do something different. And why this works so well is because it was so different. Yeah, I mean to. To piggyback off what you were saying, Nick, I mean, part of the reason why this worked as much as it did is because they didn't try to bite off Jack Nicholson. Right. And, you know, and the one thing I'm going to say is that, listen, I understand that people have, I, I prefer Heath, Heath over Jack Nicholson, too. Jack Nicholson was an excellent fucking Joker. He was fucking excellent. He was the right Joker for that type of Batman film. He did a great job, and he's perfect in the role. You move on. You do something different. You get a Heath Ledger. So you need to do the same thing the next time you get a Joker. And instead of having another Heath Ledger, you know, take your cue from the animated series. Take a cue from the 80 years worth of history of the Joker. Like, it can be done. It can be done. I can't say enough about how good this fucking performance is. You know, it wasn't just dry humor. It's dad humor. You know, bits yeah. of dad humor. When it's like, let's not blow this out of proportion. You know, that sort of thing. Um, like, he's he's funny and he's terrifying. And the thing is, I'm not going to... This is the only thing I'm going to say. I'm just going to wrap it up. Because everything that, that I could say, you gentlemen pretty much covered it. But the one thing that I will say, in terms of being there in the theater... That opening weekend, and every time the Joker came on screen, you could just feel the energy in the room change. Like, to the point where he comes in for his first scene, and then he he kicks the, back, the door with his back leg and bounces out, and people start applauding. But it was, it was just, you could just feel the energy. And that's the thing. People were quiet because this was one of the few movies, a few times where like on an opening night, I didn't have to fucking deal with, oh, Jesus Christ, are these people talking or whatever? Everybody was for, for, so respectful. But even in that quiet, you could just feel the energy change every time he came in. What's this guy going to do? What's this guy going to do? Um, and, this, and his absence sometimes was almost more effective than when he was on screen because it was like what he did what, what he did on screen he left it behind so it was kind of like hanging in the air it was just one of the best performances i've ever seen and i have to agree with hunter 100 it's like one of the few times where it's like i don't see the actor i i i see the character 100 i think the only other time in my lifetime i'm sure there are other examples that i can think of where that's the case is uh is honestly jack sparrow and pirates of the caribbean 
Mm. That's it. That's the only other example. And to be honest, if someone were to debate that, I wouldn't really begrudge them that, but that's the only time that I can think of. And yeah, jo- uh, the Heath Ledger's Joker is just... You almost said Jared Leto. I saw you. I see you. <laughs> oh. I can go off on Jared Leto. But I'm oh, well, let's not. For, that's for another episode. Uh- <laughs> another episode? But yes. Heath Ledger is just perfection yeah and obviously oh fuck off hunter um but and obviously obviously it's just one of the best bad guys of all time i mean like you know like his take not just joker his take is in movie history it's in movie history i mean like it's it's just brilliant so let's uh, wrap this up uh dark knight uh at least and um and just do like our final thoughts final ratings uh tony i'll start with you first okay 11, 15, 20 out of 10. Just my mm-hmm. favorite movie of all time. Um, you know, uh, I'm definitely, you know, I'm, being a cinephile, I'm, you know, I'm obviously aware that there are quote unquote better movies out there. Like, you know, and, and when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about shit that's not really like God, the Godfather and Goodfellas. Godfather and, doesn't and, have Joker. <laughs> Bro. Don't talk about The Godfather. That's a very I, important movie to me, right? Godfather's a 10 out of 10. But does it have Joker? It, it just, you, you are, you're simply stating a fact, not a counterpoint, but I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> um, but yeah, but when I talk about the class of film, the, the, the fact that I'm, I'm mentioning it in those class of films, like Raiders of the Lost Ark and like, you know, all these movies... Um, just speaks highly of the movie itself and i i adore this movie i am moved to tears every time i watch it you know gordon is doing his a watchful protector a dark night when he says a dark night i always mouth along to that line always 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 because it just it just gets me right here. It mm-hmm. does. It's just I oh god, I get teared up to talking about this movie. It's whew, it's it's just so good and it's so powerful, you know, and I think it's one of those movies that really taught me the value of doing the right thing in spite of the personal costs, you know. Um it's the movie that I go to when everybody argues that the Superman, the superhero genre is very toxically masculine. And I'm like, uh, no, no, it's, it's, you know, this is an example that it's not, you know, yes, it's violent. Yes. It's gritty, but it's, it's just not, it's so much more than that. Um, brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. What you just said, that was brilliant. Um, Yeah, I mean, what you just said about, you know, what you take away from movies like this. Like, yeah, like like a lot of super, some superhero movies, like, you don't take a lot away from it. But this one you do. You think about not only just, like, these characters, but, like, the human condition. You know, how how to live your life and how to really not live your life. And, you know, you, 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 you write on the money about, like, you know, even when it's hard, you have to do what's right. And you can't let the Joker win, and that's you know because uh, Joker's all about apathy and cynicism, and Batman is about life and uh, sacrifice 
for the for what's genuinely right and so like you know it's it shows by the end you know bat batman is right you know or bat, you know the, take the side of batman of the dark knight and so yeah it's a 10 out of 10 obviously um it's one of the best uh superhero movies of all time i feel like uh this is not a hot take uh hunter your your uh final thoughts yeah it's it's brilliant it's cinema uh yeah a perfect 10 out of 10 if i could rate it 11 out of 10 i i would you know what i mean you know what what i would rate 11 out of 10 that truck flip yo (laughs) right truck flip truck flip truck flip all right, let's okay. let's uh, try to at least very quickly talk about Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, Dark Knight makes a billion dollars. Uh, it's yeah. it's the most successful superhero movie of all time at this point. Now it's like fourth or fifth or something. But like at the time, wait a minute, movies can make a billion dollars. It, it was almost unheard of uh, back then. So uh, so obviously a lot of hype anticipation went into this next one, like, oh, what's it going to be called? You know, like, who's going to be the villain? You know, so many people were, like, you know, wondering, like, what? when is, when is the next Batman movie going to come out? Um, so Dark Knight Rises comes out in 2012. Um, it has Bane. It's got Catwoman. It's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> uh, and uh, Hunter, uh, your, your thoughts on the movie? I loved it. I did. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to to say about it. I thought that it was great. Not as great as The Dark Knight. Uh, I think I like it a lot better than um, Batman Begins. Uh, I think, and we'll talk about it, I think Tom Hardy does a great job. Like, almost, un- I mean, maybe it's because of the mask, uh, but almost unrecognizable. And he's freaking huge and scary, too. Like, and it, it, it's fun seeing uh older batman getting kind of beat around a little bit it's kind of because you know what i mean it's just kind of fun seeing like that um force against him you know like it's not you're like oh well in the last one it's like yeah he could beat up the joker no problem you know what i mean like he could he could do that no issue this one it's like oh this guy's a big dude so that was fun seeing um yeah really really great i think so you 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 thought it was a a great conclusion i do yeah great yeah um maybe it was just uh my viewing of of this movie uh i'm pretty sure when i watched it for the first time i definitely thought it was good but i was like yeah good but not as great as dark knight and then i just kind of moved on with my life um I think I saw it maybe twice in theaters. Um, actually, it's funny. I, I remember vividly, because this was obviously such a highly anticipated movie. Um, when I saw it, I'm pretty sure opening night, uh, at the end when uh, Batman has the bomb and he's flying off with the bomb, uh, someone in the audience said, thank you, Batman. Oh, my God. <laughs> and everyone started hysterically laughing. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. Even though obviously that that's such a serious moment, <laughs> I'll always remember that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so Thank funny. You, Thank you, Batman. <laughs> Thanks for sacrificing your life to save <laughs> us. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just this viewing. Uh, but I didn't really like it. Uh, this is my hot take of the episode, I guess. I don't 
really like it at all. And I, 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 I'm going to quote Heath Ledger here, like, what happened? <laughs> Did your balls <laughs> drop off? Like, like, like I, 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 I uh, had very, I didn't think, it's, I don't think it's bad. It's far from bad, but like, especially compared to the other two, it's just like kind of boring to me, a little dull. And uh, yeah. it doesn't have, in my opinion, a lot to say about Bruce Wayne and Batman. And he's actually, uh, people complain that he's barely in Dark Knight. I have that issue with this movie. I think he's barely in the movie. I think he's chilling out, you know, uh, underground for a lot of it. And uh, I don't love that. Um, I don't think he's doing a bad job, Christian Bale, by any means. Um, Alfred's still great. His two, his uh, two scenes are great, and then he leaves and he comes back at the end, and I don't love that either. Um, we could talk about it more, but I think Michael Caine is still doing a, a great work. He's mo you know very moving in in those scenes, um, and uh, we'll talk about the villains, and we'll talk about it all. It's visually great, and uh, it's it's uh it's taking stuff from like No Man's Land, like that comic. Uh, storyline like what if Gotham was just separated from the, the entire world criminals would run amok you know they would have sections and you know they it kind of like what Arkham City did but in my opinion at least I think Arkham City did a lot better uh, nice. uh, but you know there are things to like about this movie I don't want to be a hater but I didn't really enjoy it th this viewing I I thought it was kind of split down the middle for me uh, Tony your thoughts on Dark Knight Rises um, I've always liked it. I've always really liked it. It's always been my least favorite of the trilogy, but I always liked it. Um, I've, it, I, it's grown on me throughout the years. Um, and then I, I mean, and the moment that I kind of really, really ended up being a weird, like blanket, like comfort blanket when we were in lockdown, cause, uh, there was the moment where everybody just kind of comes out after every, it's all over. And it's just like, is it over? Can we breathe again? Well, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I want that moment, right? But I think the movie is... Uh, I think the movie's really good. I think the movie has the most structural problems thoroughly, but I don't think mixing Dark Knight Returns and No Man's Land was the smartest choice. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Yeah. I... I kind of felt like there was a change in Christian Bale's performance, not for the not for the worse, for the better. Where I kind of felt that the 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 Bruce, the private Bruce Wayne and the public Bruce Wayne kind of melded a little to almost be like a more defeated Bruce Wayne, especially during the big beginning of the movie. Um, I I. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I think that I think that this one, this movie, probably has, in terms of the grand, big action pieces, probably has the best action in the series. Um, just in terms of a visual, you know what I mean. I yeah. think, I think the thing about Dark Knight is that it is as big as it needs to be, and it serves the story. You know, I think with Dark Knight Rises, it didn't always need to be that big. That being said. If it's a good sequence, it's a good sequence. So I think that yeah, it's great there. The one thing that I will say is that there are folks who think, and I don't think that they're they're, they're wrong necessarily in saying that this is kind of like a counterpoint to Dark Knight because like the whole ending is about Batman sacrificing himself so people don't find out what Harvey Dent did, but then Dark Knight Rises comes along and 
undoes all of that to start up the story again. Now, for me, I like that they bounce off each other because I think there's something to be said about that. At the end of the day, even though Batman did what he thought was right, you know, so the, the city couldn't didn't fall further into chaos, he still didn't tell the truth. So the idea of a movie saying, like, it doesn't matter how hard the truth is, it must be told, I think is a very powerful theme for me. Um, so <clears throat> I don't necessarily agree with how it's executed all the time, but, but I, I respect the attempt at like giving that a look. See, I really do. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I love, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, that it was, it was eating away at commissioner Gordon. Yeah. You know, you really tell that. And I, I, it made me appreciate, um, his character a little bit more because it's like yeah dude the guy that was like trying to kill your family is looked at as this hero because yeah. of a lie that you're telling that's yeah. gotta it's gotta do something to you oh god like it destroys you i mean i mean jesus yeah. the whole metaphor of like the the energy thing being hidden in the center of the city is a metaphor for like the tumor that's growing and just destroying the city i mean like look this movie is a lot of things it is flawed I am not going to tell you it's a perfect movie, but this movie is thoughtful. Yeah, I I guess m some of my issues go with like some of it is like behind the scenes, I guess, because like they planned like you know Joker to show up again and like for all this stuff to happen. And obviously, they had to change a lot uh, um, behind the scenes, um, and I and I think there's you know because we we can't do it you know we can't do it with joker anymore and i obviously we know why but like there there were so many like story things that they were like building to in that second one that i was like so intrigued to like all right how's that gonna play out and instead for me personally oh we start and it's eight years later and i'm like ah why is it so like why why eight years like i i get like there should be time you know, like, uh, yeah, he shouldn't be Batman for a little bit after what happened. But, like, I don't know. It, it, beco it becomes so much about, like, oh, you want him to come back as Batman, right? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that became the eight, story to me. Eight years was too much. Maybe four years would have done it. Yeah, something less than eight years. For, for whatever reason, that always rubbed me the wrong way. Like, oh, so he's only been Batman for, like, maybe two years? But uh, but anyway, Maybe. something like that. Um, because obviously, what I love about Batman is like his, you know, he in in a way he will do this for the rest of his life, and he's so driven no matter what to be Batman. Um, that's what I like about the animated series, for example, and the Arkham games and some other uh, iterations. But but yeah, I I don't know. I um, it's a bit. I have some jumbled thoughts, I guess, because I just watched it. But um, but like you know. Uh, I, I I think when it comes to like focusing on Bruce Wayne and Batman again, I think they they don't really it doesn't really do it for me, unfortunately. I think like, you know, I mentioned this before, but like he's I, I feel like he's not in it as much as he should be and it's not as emotionally moving by the end because I don't really understand even what the story is with him. You know, like what what what's the arc? What's the maybe it doesn't even have to be an arc, but like why does he you know why is he in this you know like i don't know like uh and because we cut to like joseph gordon levitt and these villains and everything is going on it's it's huge it's epic and it obviously yeah. looks beautiful you know the snow yeah. 
in the city and everything. It looks gorgeous, right? Like I'm never going to knock any anyone involved with this movie. They 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 did their best with in some ways a bad situation. They had to do it without Heath Ledger, you know, cuz he once again there were plans and they had to rework things and so I I I will never shit on anyone who worked on this movie cuz like once again, like it's directed beautifully. But it's it's just the heart, I guess, for me, like that I'm that was missing for, uh, personally, uh, as opposed to the other two, where it's like Batman Begins, like good story about Bruce, uh, you know, and all those wonderful performances in Dark Knight and 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 everything, and and this one, I'm like, I'm missing a lot there, I guess, for me personally, uh, and we'll talk about it more with these other characters, but yeah, that's how I feel right now. Interesting. Um, so Tom Hardy. Here's Bane. Uh, so a Bane uh, in the comics in in other iterations. He's... <laughs> Behind you stands a symbol of oppression. Blackgate Prison. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, but uh, you know he's basically just like this guy from like Santa Prisca is the country. Um, this, uh, I don't know if it's a real country or not, but, uh, it's, it's not, it's I, not. I fig I figured, but, um, uh, but, uh, you know, he's basically like, you know, he wants to, uh, break Batman, you know, and, 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 uh, best him physically and mentally too. But, um, but yeah, um, he's basically that kind of character and they take that core for sure. But for whatever reason, once again, it might just be this viewing, but because all of his lines are dubbed. I just feel so disconnected with his performance. I just feel like you're not doing bad. I just, I just know that you dubbed all of this. It's just that connect, disconnect of like, well, this isn't really the performance, though. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it, and I can barely hear you. I don't know. I per personally, I don't, I, I don't like Bane in this. I think, I think he's kind of a weak villain, and and it's he's not even really the main villain by the end. He dies, and it's just like, it's kind of lame. I kind of didn't dig his performance at all. I I think he's just I think he's fucking great, man. I, I'm sorry the, the the dubbing didn't bother me at all because it's like I mean look, one of the greatest cinematic villains of all time. Every line of his was dubbed. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Darth sure, Parker. but you didn't see his eyes and his face. And, see, the thing is, the very fact that I saw his eyes and that Tom Hardy used his eyes with such a right, but his mouth is moving different words than what's actually being said Dad, it's annoying i didn't notice, didn't I don't, really notice. I, don't I, I couldn't tell that at all because the no. mask is covering all of it no he's like moving his head and it's like that is not synced up at all with like I, what is what he is I, saying i don't agree clearly it's just me but like it it, it, yeah. it it didn't feel like a performance to me because of that yeah i mean yeah, I also, but yeah go ahead go ahead or I I also don't think that he's a that he's a weak villain. Like the first Ooh. time that they fight, when he's all like, "I wonder what would break first, your mind or your body." Like, See, it makes me want to laugh, and I I don't think it's or yeah, your spirit trying to make me yeah. laugh. Oh, I mean, dude. I and like when those action sequences with like just the hand to hand combat are fucking chilling to me. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, the, the little arc that they have where it's like the first time that Batman goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Bane, gets his ass whooped, but then, like, he comes back. Classic Batman shit. Like, Batman has lost fights before, but but the thing is, if you beat Batman once, you're never going to beat him again because he'll have studied 
your shit and will come back and knock your ass down. Dude, he that I love the hand to hand fight the movie. I think Bane I think Bane was a really powerful presence, you know, when he's take when he's in the middle of the the stadium and he's like kind of taking control. It's just weird, like he's being intimidating, but he's oddly comforting. It's just it's a mixture of things. It's like that just terrifying, it gets under your skin. I thought I thought he was great. I mean, listen, he's not the Joker. Hell, he's not even Two Face. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll give you that. But nope. I think I think that he was the right villain for that movie because up until that point, he had had, um, he had had cerebral and ideological villains. He had never had a physical villain that go with him toe to toe. And I think Bane was the right call for him. And I think Tom Hardy did a great job. With him. Yeah, and this isn't a knock on Tom. I just think, I, honestly, I think he he's better as Venom. <laughs> like I, maybe because I see his face. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what it is. But like for whatever reason, the sound mixing and the dubbing and the mask, it, it, for whatever reason, it like disconnected me because I was like, I want to see like opportunities to like, I don't know, see a performance, you know. And I, and when it comes to just like the the villain, like his villainous role. But it but it doesn't lead to anything substantial in my opinion. It, it then it becomes this weird twist where it's like, oh no, it was actually her, and it was actually Talia Al Ghul the whole time. And uh, let's take the agency and interesting story away from Bane and and give it to this person. And then he just kind of gets shot. And then once again, it's like, well, what, what, I don't know what that that's a problem for me. Which again I is another say. fucking plot point from a Bond film. World is not enough. Uh, the guy who can't feel turns out not to be the real villain. It turned mm. out to be the Bond girl the whole time. I will say, I, I do, I, I did have. Nah, it's not a big problem. I was just like, damn, they really just killed him off like, like nothing. See, I that's what I mean. That. Like, I what it would, what would have been cool is like rematch, you know? And they're like really going at it, and Batman doesn't kill him, but like, you know, it's like more of a concrete, like Batman did it, like you know, Batman defeated him, and instead <laughs> we, we just kind of get like, I don't know, like. Uh, like, imagine, like, I don't know, like, the Joker is, like, it's revealed, oh, no, it was actually the Riddler, <laughs> and then Joker dies. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's like, well, well why do we even do this, then? Well, yeah, I mean... I... Go ahead, Tony, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is that to do another fight at that point, like, it's redundant. Like, look, he, like, Batman won that fight. Batman won the fight, the rematch. So to have another rematch to see who will win this time... Well, I I hear you. I'm more like maybe that final fight is like it, you know, and we have like a conclusion with that, like emotionally and and like from script level, you know, it's just the thing is with with Bane just being done like that. I don't know. I I I would have preferred he not go out so unceremoniously. But then at at the end of the day, that also kind of highlights a uh an ideological difference that he has with Catwoman who saves his ass. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and I think that there's at least some value in that where, you know, where she even says like, no, that whole guns, no guns thing. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I agree with you on that, which, right. to, which is not, I'm not going to lie. Kind of, you know, got me going a little bit, which was like, okay, this is, whew, oh, hey, I'm hot and bothered. Um, but <laughs> You know, I mean, Anne Hathaway in this movie is just everything. Great. But, yeah, but, like, yeah, so, I, that's the thing. Like, I, I, 
while I would have preferred a less uncere- a less unceremonious exit, what they did at least gave me some character value. So I'm not as you know. You know. Okay, I mean that's a that's a def- yeah. that's definitely a fair point. I mean, like I guess it, I, I'm definitely not alone alone on this, but like I but I no. do but I do I do see your 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 points though, I, and he you know it, in that way he's an effective villain. I guess I just wish it all rounded out to something better than it did. I mean, that's yeah. that's a lot of it. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, any time I was watching him, I just was like, nah, not really. I like the, the, the delivery, his role in it. There's a lot of, like, he, he monologues a lot. I don't know. Like, for whatever reason, I just watched it, so I don't know. But, like, I just felt like, swoop, nothing. You, I, I, it, this is unfortunately giving me nothing. I don't know. Uh uh, what else? Uh, so uh, Anne Hathaway is Catwoman. You mentioned Catwoman. Let's mention her. Um, so uh, Anne Hathaway doing a great job. Uh, obviously, she's beautiful. Um, no. uh, but uh, yeah, I guess once again, by the end, I, I, uh, there's no personally for me emotional catharsis with like her turn and like everything. So by the end, when all these things happen. I'm not really feeling all that much. I don't know, but she's doing a great job, and she's fun, yeah. and she's flirty. And is she Michelle Pfeiffer? I I don't think so. I think Michelle Pfeiffer like really just like put a stamp on that character that we'll never see again, or that we, sh- that we should never see again anyway. <laughs> Maybe in the Flash movie, <laughs> she'll show up and be like, yeah. "I'm back," <laughs> but hmm. that should that should not happen. That absolutely should not happen. But um. But like with this, it's like classic Catwoman from the comics and and animated series. Like she's a cat burglar, and uh, you know she's stealing the rich and and giving it to well herself. But like you know she's very selfish. But like but there is that interesting like you know kind of Robin Hood kind of figure to her, and so I dig that. I wish mm-hmm. I wish the movie was more about her. Take Bane, for me at least. Take Bane out. Make it about mm-hmm. Catwoman and Batman, baby. Like that would have been an interesting movie. Like she should be an antihero, like she is in this movie. But like, maybe maybe that's like kind of the emotional core of it. Because by the end, when they're kissing, I'm like, when, where the fuck did this come from? Like, are, what, oh, you loved each other? You loved each. Okay, but she's doing good, a good job though. She's besides Michael Caine, she she might be the best. My my personal favorite performance of the movie. She's doing good work, and she's sarcastic, and she's she's fun. She's doing a good job. Yeah. Um. I I love I loved her in this. I didn't know what I was gonna think because um, again I hadn't seen this movie probably since it first came out. Uh, I, I absolutely loved her, and you know what, dude? I think I loved her a little bit more than Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, is a little too much for me. I think that she's a now she's too much for you. I thought you loved her. What so. happened? I didn't. No, 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 I I still do. I still do. Don't get me wrong. But as far as um uh uh. The whole like again, Tim Burton's. I, I I love it. I love it so much. But I I like it not being about like the cats. You know what I mean? I do. I like but it. The just cats, being... Hunter. The cats. The cats. The cats. Um, I like. All right. What would you like about her take then? I, I liked it just being a strictly uh, a cat burglar, which I I was like I I don't I didn't know what they were gonna do because again I didn't remember this movie. Um. I probably remember this movie the least, which is interesting because I, I think it's my second favorite out of the trilogy. Um, 
but yeah, I, I didn't remember what she was gonna do, how they're gonna go about her being like Catwoman, and they don't even say Catwoman, I don't think, in the movie, like at all. They just mentioned Cat Burglar, and that's it, which I I really liked. I liked them doing that, similar to how I liked um, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like at the end, they say Robin, and it's like oh, you liked that. Oh my god. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, okay, keep going. I, keep going. I didn't only like it, Nick. I loved it. Right, man. because you're a Robin Stan. I'm a Robin Stan. Oh, oh wait, why didn't I think? Of course you loved it, because it, they name-dropped Robin. That's right, of course you loved it. <laughs> and I said Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have been a great Nightwing or something like that. <laughs> I digress. Anne Hathaway, perfect. Yeah, I would, I would have loved the Catwoman movie with her. Still would. Just going to oh. say that to the universe. Tony? Um, okay, so I I love Anne Hathaway in this, and I am in love with Anne Hathaway in this, not to get too soppy. I'm in love it. with Anne Hathaway. Oh, Jesus. I mean, she's she's a beautiful woman. She's a great, she's a great actor. Great actress. There's like, you know, like, you can't go wrong. But um, I do agree with Hunter. I think she's my preference over Michelle Pfeiffer. Ooh. Now, the reason being is, is that first, if I have my druthers and you have two great performances of Catwoman, but one of them's a little bit more faithful to the comics, that's the one I'm going to gravitate to, you know, because at the, just only see. because, look, I'm, I grew up with this character on the page. I have a certain idea of her. So if it's someone who matches that idea that taps into that feeling, you know, you're, you're just going to have that affinity for it. Hey, that's such a great point though, because it is more cop- comic accurate. And I usually would personally like favor that. I guess, I guess I, I I'm more uh, drawn by uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's personally. I, I I find more to like chew on. Like oh, like this person, you know, has a shitty life and then is you know yeah. becomes becomes Catwoman and it's like really empowering and crazy and sexy and everything. But you, but great points, Tony. Absolutely, Talia Al Ghul. Um, I think she's just whatever. She's a great actress and she's beautiful, but I just don't like her role in the movie. They think it's a gotcha, like, oh, she's the villain. And I don't know. To me, it's like, uh, all right, next. Like, boring. I don't know. Like, like, and then when she's a villain, it's like, oh, I don't really, you're not really all that entertaining. I don't know. And then she dies. And it's the funniest <laughs> death scene I've ever seen where she just Worst goes, death scene in a movie ever. Worst death ever, where she just kind of just closes her eyes and goes, bleh. It's like, whoa, okay, I guess she's oh, dead. Man. It's like so funny. And people meme it to death for a reason. It's it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, she's just fine. I don't know. There's really not that much to say. It's more of just like, ah, twist, gotcha. And then she's dead. And it's like, okay, whatever. Um, I, I usually like Talia al Ghul, uh, but not in this. Hunter? <laughs> yeah, Um. I, I liked her. I did. Uh, I thought that Bruce Wayne finally found like somebody that he could love. And then she stabs him in the back. And I didn't see it coming like a little idiot. I was literally like, oh, shit. Like when he gets stabbed, I was like, fuck. That's why it's the girl from Ramona and Beezus in the in the flashbacks. I was like, why did they cast a girl as Bane? All right. <laughs> That's right. It's like a little uh, tiny Joey King. I was like, oh, it's Joey yeah. King. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. I guess <laughs> who cares? And then I was like, oh, I'm a stupid person. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I like to roll in the movie. Um, it's not Maggie Gyllenhaal. You know what no, I mean? It's not no. anything crazy special. But yeah, I liked it. It was it was good. It was fine. Let's finally talk about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, so when this movie came out, it's like, oh, he's playing. What is he? What is his name in this? Blake. John Blake. John Blake, and people are like, mm-hmm. oh, he's playing John Blake. Who's John Blake? <laughs> you know, and, and but so he's like playing this role, and he's like, you know, uh, like a noble cop who figured out Batman's identity. Honestly, I don't love that. <laughs> I think it's a stupid scene where he's like, I just saw it in your eyes, and I was like, really? I don't know. I don't buy it. <laughs> it's a little silly. It's like this overly long like dialogue scene, and uh, personally, I. I didn't, I didn't really buy that, and but like he's doing a good job, and but like by the end I don't know what he's doing. He's just around. He's, you know, the bus. He's near the bus. That's all we have for him to do, I guess. And and personally, like you know, him becoming Batman. Once again, there's so many things in this movie, and personally, if they just like stuck with one thing, maybe that would have been like great. But in my opinion, like the, there's so many things going on. So when by the end it's like, oh, his name's Robin. Also, he's gonna be Batman now. And for me, it's like, uh, personally, uh, not enough. I don't know. I don't like, I don't love that. John Blake is the biggest miss opportunity in that movie. Yeah. Now, I appreciate that because Chris Nolan wanted to do something different with them, didn't give him that name, which is like, okay, you know what? I respect that. However, imagine with me, gentlemen, a timeline where this movie exists, where in the eight years that Batman's retired, He's training someone to keep an eye on things, to take care of things, you know, while he's a, while he's not uh, unable to do what he does, right? You know, you keep the name Dick Grayson, right? You're training him, you're training him, and then by the time he comes back into Gotham, we have a we fuck Robin, we go straight into him becoming Nightwing. So then you have a three-way battle with Batman, Catwoman, and Nightwing. Hell yeah. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. So that way, when he leaves the cave to John Blake, to Dick Grayson at the end of the movie, doesn't it make a hell of a lot more sense? Like, to continue your training? Yeah. Like, come on! Yeah, I mean, perfectly said. I mean, yeah, that's why I don't you know, once again, I love I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and there's not yeah. a knock not a knock against him at all. No. I just think from a story level, from a script level, I'm like, oh, there's too much going on here, and this is like another element that I wish was yeah. flushed out more because, like, oh, yeah. you know, people were like, oh, like maybe we should do another one with him as and no, and, sure. and, and and like on on paper, hell yeah. But when they, I don't know, when they build up to him like finding the cave and everything, personally, I was like, I don't really care, yawn. Like, I don't, I don't no, know, I don't absolutely. know. I liked all of uh, John Blake's stuff. I did. I, I thought that that was um, a lot of the heart of the movie. I really, I couldn't, t- again, I just watched it. So I, I, I don't know if I have like really fleshed out thoughts on it, but I really liked it. And I loved uh, just Gordon Levitt. Like, I, I think it would have been really cool if they did a fourth film um, with, with, mm. I don't know what they would have done. I don't know. But I think it would have been cool to see him as night a Nightwing type character. Okay, and just to uh, say this before I forget, like I do, I don't like that Robin th- name drop at all. No, his name is Dick Grayson. Why would it be? It's like saying like to Bruce Wayne, "Oh, I like your real name, 
Batman. It's like, what? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It makes no sense. It's just for dumbass, like, uh, audience members to be like, oh, that's, that's Robin then. Okay. And I'm sorry to shit on you, Hunter, I guess, because you take it, you're taking offense of that. I'm just more saying like from, you know, like, uh, well, why'd you, why'd you do that? Like, if anything, name him Dick Grayson by, at the end. Yeah. You know, it's more of like an obvious, like, oh, Robin. Like, people know Robin, you know, or the name Richard. Robin. Or even Richard. It's like, you should keep your real name, Richard, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been no! cool. And if people don't yeah. get it, and if people don't get it, then, like, uh, I don't know, just look it up afterwards. Like, that's Robin's name. Like, the, it just doesn't make sense. It's like that MJ thing in uh, Spider-Man, but worse, in my opinion. This is, like, so, like, forced. Like, Robin, ch clap, everyone. We said it. We finally did Robin, kinda. I don't know. I, I I didn't really like that. Tony, you were in this movie. Oh yes. right, yes. Yeah, Tell us your your story. Yeah, yeah. So I am in the moment where, as the bat is flying over the Gotham Street Bridge, um, and uh, where the where the the bomb is still attached to the bat, and it flies over, and you see like people like watching as it goes, and it flies, flies, it flies, and you see it cuts the bat in its face and everything. And when it blows up, it cuts back to the to people of Gotham, and you see one dude with very suspiciously large eyebrows crouch with a beanie and a brown brown leather jacket, and that's me. Um, now my days on those uh, uh, my day my days from those uh from those my bleh, my days from that filming was they were just the best days I've ever done as background work. I mean, I remember. When I heard that the movie was coming into town, I told my I told my agent, uh, for lack lack of a better word, she, she was our booking agent for the extra work. Um, like, whose dick do I have to suck to get on the <laughs> movie? Um, she thankfully, <laughs> and then you sucked her dick. Uh, no, no, no. She was like, no, nobody. I got you in. Don't worry about it. It's like, great. So I have two days at Silver Cup Studios, film over the 59th Street Bridge. First day I get there, um, I have my outfit ready. Like every, because they gave us a brief that to be like uh, a dirty denizen of Gotham, and uh, it's like okay, so I did that, um, and I still wore a Batman shirt underneath. That was just a black Batman shirt with a black Batman symbol, so it was black on black, and. So I went up to her, she, you know, I, I went up to the costume lady because she was looking at all of us. The costume lady is Lindy Hemming. I mean, this is the woman who put both Brosnan and Craig in their Bond tuxes. Wow. I designed all the costumes for the Dark Knight trilogy up until that point. And probably, objectively, most culturally important designed the Hogwarts top, the Hogwarts students, uh, uniform. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit. You know what I mean? But, so, one second. So, you know, she's telling me, like, hey, you're the perfect darling. So I, I told her, like, listen, I do have a black Batman shirt underneath. I just want to have it so I can kind of, like, say this is the shirt that I wore the day that I filmed. I do have a regular black shirt. I will change into it if you want. Now, I had a jacket and a sweater underneath but on top of that. So she was like, oh, darling, don't worry. As long as you don't have it open between take, you'll be fine. You know, that sort of thing. I was like, okay, great. Eventually, 
I, the next day I make it to set. And yes, I was wearing the same thing because, you know, we were there for a long time. Didn't really get to make it back home to sleep very much. So, um, so anyway, uh, I go back to the set. I finally make it on screen. Uh, they're filming that part. It's a little hot for November on the 59th Street Bridge, so I unzip my jacket. And I'm, I, I completely forget that the Batman shirt is showing. And one of the ADs looks at me and he go and comes up to me and is like, Oi! What are you trying to do? Get me sucked here. Get up your jacket, huh? And I'm like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. I'm, not, so I'm zipping up my jacket. Feeling like a complete idiot. And then I go, I see him go over to the IMAX camera that I shit you not was probably the size of a, a large coffee table at that point. It was just, it's a huge camera. And he goes over to the person operating it, who is Christopher Nolan. I'm like, oh shit. Um, so he go, he leans into Chris Nolan's ear, looks my way, and then Chris Nolan looks at, looking at the camera, kind of does this, looks me straight in the eye, and he just goes, <sighs> like, kind of gives a smirk and just like, uh, just like, oh you, and then goes back to look <laughs> at the camera. I'm like. Oh my god, my hero just noticed me. He thinks I'm an asshole, but he just noticed me. So I'm like, I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> so I'm like, oh god. Um, and then when a couple months later when the movie came out, I'm like, I'm in the movie. I'm like, oh my god, is Batman gonna die? Batman gonna die? And then my best friend who's sitting next to me is like, dude, that's you. Because he caught me. And then the, the, the moment, I didn't quite catch it the first time. Um, but I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, it just took me out of the moment. But it was like, yeah, it was pretty cool. So every time I watch the movie, sometimes I'm like, hey, that's me. That's a great story, Tony. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. That's so fun. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's very quickly wrap up final thoughts on Dark Knight Rises. I'll go first because I'm negative Nancy about this one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I, I Sometimes I especially with movies like these, I, I measure, um, I measure them on like how, how they make me feel. Most movies I do that with, like, did it make me feel anything? And maybe it was just this viewing, but I didn't feel all that much personally, uh, watching this. I, I think there was a, it was, I thought it was kind of a rushed ending. I thought, uh, well, they don't want to do anymore. I guess we'll do this and we'll, we'll have Joseph Gordon-Levitt be the next Batman Batman uh, doesn't die, but Bruce Wayne lives and he can live his normal life now. And that's cool. That's a great ending. You know, like that's, that's all good. That's, you know, for this iteration, perfect. You know, the, he wants an out, he got an out and now he can live a normal life. Um, it, it's just like so many elements being thrown into this and it's really long and like dark Knight, I was like, this is a long movie, but I don't care. And this one, I was like, this is a long movie. And I, and I feel it, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, um, but like, there's so many good things about this movie too, that I, maybe I didn't mention, like, like, you know, like once again, it, it's visually amazing. Uh, uh, the, the action's good, you know, um, Bat, uh, Christian Bale is still doing good work as Batman, you know? Um, yeah, I just, uh, five out of 10, uh, just a uh, split down the middle, you know, there are things I like, but there are also things that really 
bring it down for me personally from a just like a story and character thing i i wish i was like crying you know by the end of this and i and i wasn't but i but but there are things to appreciate but personally one of my least favorite batman movies damn yeah um i i give it a nine out of ten um <laughs> like the total opposite yeah, I, love I, know, I, know. I love it i love it that's great um, that's great yeah i had a good time watching it um, you can't write this stuff no you can't <laughs> <laughs> um bane i i loved uh joseph gordon levitt i loved and hathaway i loved um <laughs> meow and christian bale's in the movie no christian bale uh I, <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, something I, I, I do want to say about him specifically in this one, because he's, he's jacked up in this movie, uh, mm. his physicality, like everybody talks about like Christian Bale with his like weight changes and his body shifts and stuff like that, which is amazing. But like his physicality is so fucking good. Like when he's hurt, it's like, oh no, dude, he, he's hurt. He does that so well. Just wanted to give him props for that. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's yeah. Nine out of 10. Great, Tony. Uh, flawed but still enjoyable. Um, ambitious. Uh, sometimes fall under the weight of that ambition, but when it flies, it flies. And so for me, it's going to be an eight point five out of ten. You know, I think that there is more stuff in this movie than the other two movies that doesn't work. But I, on the movie itself, there's more stuff that works that doesn't. So. That, so I'm giving it an 8.5 out of 10. Great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the Dark Knight trilogy, baby. We somehow did it. Somehow we did it. <laughs> you did. Uh, um, so, yeah. Um, Tony Artiga, thank you so much for being such a great guest. Literally, we got the perfect Thanks. guest for this for this yes. episode. Um, and uh, Christian Bell Batman. Uh, Hunter, where do you rank him? Uh, dude, so again, Michael Keaton is fucking fantastic. Christian Bale, though, is, is just a little bit. I love the stylized version of Bruce Wayne, and I love that. And it, it will always, I think, hold a very special place in my heart. But I think Christian Bale is, is my Batman. That's um, so funny because you were so sure that so Keaton sure. was going to be your favorite. Dude, I was so sure. And again, he's it's, it's very you good. said best Batman. That's Dude, it. Literally, I did. And now I'm like, ah, he just does. He like to Tony said it better than I, I can, where it's like he just nails down all three aspects of this character. And it's and again, Michael Keaton is, is very like this for me. I, I do love it and will continue to love it for years to come. But yeah, this ranks up here. What about you? Yeah, I enjoy Keaton. Uh, but yeah, live action wise, this is our, our best Batman yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, like uh, without a doubt, I, as much as I enjoyed those movies when it comes to like Bruce Wayne as a person, we get to understand so much about this guy. And so like by default, I have to give it to Bale. Uh, he's doing great work here. Um, so, uh, my, my, per my personal favorite still going to be Conroy, but mm -hmm. when it comes to live action, Batman far and away, Christian Bale so far thank you guys for listening we're on spotify we're on apple podcasts we're anywhere you listen to podcasts we have a website nyc actors talk film we have a instagram nyc actors talk film joey dalton thank you so much for the amazing artwork have, have anything to plug tony yeah i do have something to plug i mean we'll be coming out with a second season of my james bond centered podcast you know his name 
Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at you know his name 007. Uh, and uh, I work at the Alamo Draft House at 28 Liberty Street. I'm one of the supervisors there. So if you're looking for a place to come see the Batman, come on down. I like talking to you guys. So. Well, we like talking okay. to you too. Love it. Love it. Always a pleasure. Always. Um, Hunter. My father was a podcaster. I want to know how I got these balls. You want to know how I got this Yeti mic? <laughs> ha 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 ho ho ha ha. And I thought my episodes were bad. All right. Thanks, folks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>